Today's Words and Nerds podcast is sponsored by The Accomplice by Steve Kavanagh. If you were married to a serial killer, would you know? Steve Kavanagh's follow-up to the best-selling 13, 50-50 and The Devil's Advocate is his twistiest yet. The Sandman serial killings have been solved. Daniel Miller murdered 14 people before he vanished. His wife Carrie now faces trial as his accomplice. The FBI, the district attorney, the media and everyone in America believe she knew and helped cover up her husband's crimes. The only thing between a life in jail or free Freedom is Eddie Flynn and his team. Steve Kavanagh is the master of the twist and The Accomplice will keep you guessing right to the last page. The Accomplice is released in Australia on the 26th of July. Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny V. From all of us in the writing community, we just think you're amazing because you put your heart and soul into everything you talk about on this amazing show. The podcast has over 50,000 listeners every month. I love coming on your show and I love talking about it. Oh my God, I finally get to speak about it. Talk about all the things that I've been with by myself for so long. I mean, you provide that opportunity to so many of us and, you know, always are an amazing host. We chat about books, the writing process and how literature has the power to change the world. But most of all, we have real conversations and we have a laugh. I'm Uh. feeling sick. Thanks for being here and sharing the journey. Welcome to another Words and Nerds podcast where we bring literary goodness straight to your ears wherever you are. Today I welcome back Wendy James. Wendy is the author of eight novels including the best-selling The Mistake and The Golden Child which was shortlisted for the 2017 Ned Kelly Award for Crime. Her debut novel Out of the Silence won the 206 Ned Kelly Award for first crime novel. Today we're going to chat about A Little Bird, your most recent book. Wendy, welcome back. Hi, Danny. It's lovely to be back. Can you hit me with an elevator pitch? It's a crime novel um, set in a small country town out west, somewhere between Orange and Dubbo, Um, and it's about a girl who goes back to live with her father. We were just talking about living with parents. She's gone back to look look after her father who's unwell because her life's turned to crap. Um, and she goes back very reluctantly to the very small town that she grew up in and finds out not only that the town isn't as bad as she thought and she makes a life there, but also she uncovers the mystery of her mother's disappearance mm-hmm. um, 20 years earlier, mother and baby sister who disappeared. So that, wow. that's the story. That's so a in, there's a lot of fun things that happen. <laughs> and well, it's crime. So, And can I just say, Wendy, we're both wrong. Uh, you were on the podcast episode 137 and it was for the book The Accusation. The reason I thought it was um, the mistake because I read The Mistake and I read The Accusation and so yeah, I okay. forgot which one we talked about on the podcast. So that's yeah. funny. We were both wrong. We both did not win a prize. No, nope, no prizes for us, but that's okay. <laughs> so many books. So many books. So many More excusable in your case. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I try and keep them very separate, the books, but, you know, I think after years and years you remember some bits and then they just all bleed into each other. I just can't remember my own. I, I was once <laughs> at, at a um, book club and somebody asked me, 
was the Steel Diaries. I remember this now. And a character, uh, one of the women in the club said to me, so why did Paul do this? And I looked at her and I said, I just had the book published. I just finished it. And I said, sorry, who's Paul? <laughs> I was like, oh, dear. I think so, it's yeah. because you work so intensely on it for so many, for so long, then yeah. maybe it's okay to go, I need to just get this out of my brain for a yeah. bit. Do you think that's yeah. it? And, and also you change people's names as you go. So oh, yes, of course. Else to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> now, we saw each other at the Bad Sydney Crime Festival late yeah. last year. How did it feel to be back with readers and creatives in oh, real life? Yeah, no, it was fantastic. So, I'd sort of forgotten what a thrill it is to actually have people who've read your book talk to you who <laughs> you don't know, who you're not right. married to, <laughs> who aren't your children. <laughs> that was brilliant, yeah. Yeah, and no, it was really nice and had such a great vibe. I always think um, the most fun literary festivals are either kid lit or crime and how they're yeah. miles apart from each other. Yeah. Right? yeah, I don't know what it is. I, don't, I think it's the authors and the audience, clearly. It's a certain type of people at both of those events. <laughs> it's yeah. very funny. I agree. <laughs> mm, no, great festival, great festival. It was really good. I think everyone's um, really relaxed. I think yeah, there's something, something I think about so. That, that I think it's about... Anyway. Yeah, getting the darkness on the page and then see yeah, really it's a light. weird thing, isn't it? Where, you know, you'd expect everyone to be the most serious and the most, you know, intense. But in fact, yeah, maybe once you've got it down and you've got it out, you're mm. better. I think great <laughs> um, with crime comes a really sort of great dark sense of humour. Yeah. yeah, I think a sense of humour when you're writing crime is quite, quite <laughs> important. <laughs> and you put that aside, your search history, which is kind of dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't want anyone to look at. Now, A Little Bird, your book published late last year, it's about escaping the present and being drawn into the past. How are you drawn to this idea? I'm always drawn to the past. I always start out going, I'm going to write a novel about one person and I'm just going to go A to Z her life and what happens happens and it'll happen chronologically and that's how we learn what happened and it'll be the sort of crime novel that I really like, like a P.D. James or something like that. I mm. really enjoy I really love that sort of fiction and I never can do it. I end up writing two or three different voices and two or three different perspectives and there's always, always a historical perspective and I can't escape it. I just, I don't know, I, just, I think it always it always appears to me as I'm writing that I can't explain this story without telling the reader the story of the backstory, the story of the person before them or the story who of the person who died or the story of somebody's parents or how did we get here anyway. So that, that always comes up, yeah. Mm, that's really interesting. And what do you think about the past? Do you think you can run from it or do you think it always comes back to oh, haunt no, you? Oh, it's absolutely coming back all the time. <laughs> I tell you, as you get older. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Sometimes the past is you become that person you, you really feared becoming where you drive your children past the bus stop that you used to catch a bus at when you were 13 and tell a really boring story about <laughs> Did I ever tell you? And they go, yes, we know you caught the bus, this bus stop bump. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. Repeat story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the past is, I think, my first novel was a, histor a historical novel and, yeah, the past is very present to me. Yeah, well, it does shape in in a way, even if you don't want it to, it does shape who you are in the present, how, do you, re how yeah. you react to things, how you respond to people. Yeah. Yeah, so the novel I, I'm writing now is... Um, dealing with somebody's grandmother and her past. So okay. I think, you know, mm. I think, you know, even two generations ago, things things that shape your present can happen too. 
Yeah, it's a theme running right through your work. I like that. I did want to talk about women in your novel, A Little Bird. You have your main protagonist escaping violence and then later on, um, well, you discover back in her past, missing mother and a a sister. And, you know, so women are are very much at the centre of this, but also, um, you know, in a way that's it's a victim. And I I know she's escaping violence, but have been through some terrible things. So tell me what you wanted to convey about about women in our society and in your book. I think in, in all of my books, I have women who are both victims and perpetrators, and I think I, all I want to do is give a rounded picture of what women's lives are like. I mean, often very interested in um, motherhood uh, features frequently, and that's that's one particular story that's, you know, that a lot of women will relate to. Um, but just that women, well, that it's always less simple than you think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me about your stories about mothers and how you portray them and what you're trying to do, because I know that quite often, not these days, I think we're getting much better, but the portrayal of mothers has always been quite stereotypical. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think I, I, um, I've written about a lot of bad mothers, <laughs> mothers who have, um, or, or who are regarded as bad, but then, of course, I've told the story about them and perhaps they seem less bad, so <laughs> there's that. Um, but then, you know, women who have, I know in a few of my novels, I remember my dad saying, and a lot of your mothers are really bad, aren't they? <laughs> like not, not necessarily the ones who murder their children, but perhaps their mothers, you know, and, the, yeah. and their fathers are, uh, well, sometimes just less present, I guess, mm-hmm. too. It's not, it's not actually, I mean, Dad said, oh, men are often so weak and I thought well that's actually not deliberate it's just that the stories are about the women so Mm -hmm. you know sometimes the men might seem a bit peripheral it's not you know I don't know Mm, it's an interesting thing to pick up though yeah yeah I thought (laughs) it did make me think about what I was doing so I have you know tried to put more positive men in as well I mean Mm. you know there's always been very positive men in in the novels that I've written too I mean men who the women don't recognize as being the good guys because Mm -hmm. they're going for the bad guy and it's not always about that anyway sometimes it's just about telling a human experience and a human story I'm not yeah I'm I'm really not interested in any sort of ideological take on Mm. on how women and, and men relate I mean I think our real lives aren't like that necessarily no, that's absolutely true. Now, what were the challenges of writing this book? I mean, you've got going back into the past, you've got escaping a present that wasn't very good, you've got trying to uncover mysteries and multiple threads going on, um, always a red herring. <laughs> what, what are the challenges in putting all that together? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're multiple. Um, <laughs> yeah, the challenge with this one was just I, I couldn't, as I wrote it, I just couldn't see how I was going to end it Mm -hmm. and how I was going to get all of those multiple things to work and every time I write a novel I have the same problem and I get to a point where I just think it's impossible I don't even know if this is (laughs) and then I keep going and somehow it miraculously I fill in the gaps almost it's almost like paint by paint by numbers oh I love that kind of like building a frame and then putting up 
the the walls or the, the timber on the frame and and you're doing it out of order but eventually you get to a point where actually you've only got one more bit there and one more bit there and then you've got a wall so I, I can't explain my process it's very messy it's very uncertain but I don't know it <laughs> sounds like every other writer's process to yeah, be honest oh no I know a lot of writers <laughs> messy. Well, my sister is Rebecca she's a writer as well and she she's a, a really good you know she'll start at the beginning and pretty much write the novel that she's wow. going to write and and I, and she said she once tried writing a novel the way I wrote it nearly sent her insane <laughs> so yeah people's brains just work really that's interesting isn't it yeah, yeah people's brains do work very differently and yeah. um yeah I, I hear a lot of people particularly with crime I think and I think because crime has so many components to yeah. to it that I just you know sort of told just sort of stated you know all the, the red herrings and the mystery yeah. and the uncovering and then you've got the character development so crime has so really much cleaning at the end Yes. And you really do rely on really good editors. I have to say, uh -huh. I have to give a plug to the editors here because they will pick up, you know, the red herring that's not working, you know, don't yeah. put that in. Or, the, or, you know, you can make something of this. This is, I, I thought something was going to happen with this later and they might pick up on something that you didn't even realise you'd done mm. and then you can work it through. And you, you often have to do that, just go back and work things through. Yeah, and so, I think that's the trick with crime because there are so many components. And I always like it because I'm, I'm an avid crime reader, but I always like it when I can pick the mystery or pick what's happening around 70, 80% of the time of the book, yeah. like, you know, 80% in of the book. If I've guessed any sooner, I'm a bit disappointed because I'm like, yes. oh, I'll guess too soon. If I don't guess at all, like, I love that because I'm like, I I read so much crime and I didn't pick that. Yeah, yeah, no, that is always really good. Yeah, but if I'm about, you know, 70 or 80% into the book and I guess I'm happy with that because I'm like, yep, yeah, you've led me down this yeah, sort of. heading in the. In the yeah, direction. in that direction yeah. for 80% right, of the book, I'm, I'm good to guess there. And I reckon that's a, for me, that's a real sweet spot of whether I'm loving a crime novel or not. And I just imagine how difficult that is when you're in it and you're writing it and you're trying to, you know, you can't just make if it's a who done it or a why done it or what happened yeah you can't make that a complete surprise at the end either you have to have the reader go oh of course it was that person or that yeah. person makes at some sense. point it has to all yeah make sense although something like Agatha Christie often didn't do that mm. so you, yeah that, that it's, yeah that's a hard thing I think that's a special kind of genre though yeah, the Agatha Christie genre, genre. Special yeah special yeah I don't think is, that translates. To make it believable. Yeah. And it is. It's a special genre. It's, you know, almost that classic crime that you can sort of build on for your own stories. But I just don't think that would fly now. No, it's hard because then you've got this sort of godlike um, detective who knows it all, but you're not in their head at all. Mm. So then it all has to be revealed at the end. Yeah. From their perspective. And yeah. And, and I'm seeing a lot more reader and everybody else just gasps. Exactly. And I'm seeing a lot more now, particularly um, the every person. So it's not yeah. the detective. It's not Sherlock Holmes. It's not someone who's got an IQ of it's a million. It's clever. It's someone dragged into the crime. Yeah. And I actually find those really, really interesting because I think, yes, because then, you know, you think about how you would react because yeah. you're not Sherlock Holmes and you're not this and you don't have an IQ of a million. So you're like, ah, oh. You know, how would I read? I just finished um, Adrian McKinty's The Island, which can I say is incredible. Um, and it's exactly like that, the every, you know, the every person in there person. about yeah. what would they do. So, well, yeah. Well, I mean, the ordinary person is the person who's involved in crime. Mm. My husband was a cop for 14 years. Oh, wow. Years, you know, so it's not, well, he did do a lot of work in organised crime and mm. things like that, but the basic 
days spent with people who are through no, you know, who are accidentally in messes. Yeah. Or, you know, obviously things have worked to that point from somewhere far before the police get involved. But, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not criminal people who are criminals. Mm. I mean, they're not really necessarily, they are, but they're yeah, yeah, yeah. ordinary people. So how do you have, I think you've, you've struck gold there with an ex-cop in your house. You can ask all sorts of questions I do, about I do. crimes. I sometimes get him to go over my procedure. Oh. And then, but he gets a bit exasperated with that because he kind of says, oh, it's a novel. You can say what you want. <laughs> get it right. But there are some times I really, yeah. That's I his get-out-of-jail free yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so I'm just wondering what would happen in this instant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do, yeah. What would the and sometimes I've written a whole book and I ask a question that I should have researched and say, well, no, it wouldn't work like that. But don't worry. Oh, rules my whole book. Okay, I won't worry. <laughs> Now, I think, as we we're just sort of touching on before, that readers are savvy, particularly with their crime. We expect a lot more in our crime novels. We don't just expect a crime. We want character. We want depth. We want relationships and we want humour and all that kind of stuff. Social commentary. I yeah, absolutely crime. social commentary. I love that about crime and I think crime does that so well. What to you in your mind, makes a compelling crime novel in 2022. So you may not be doing <laughs> yeah, all this, those things. All those things. You may not <laughs> yeah, be doing yeah. it intentionally when you write, but obviously there's something, you know, that. Actually, I do. Really I do. The social commentary thing is actually quite okay. big when I write. So, yeah. or, or something that's just struck me about what's happening in the world. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that was pretty clear in the accusation and maybe the golden child and the mistake. You know, <laughs> all of them. Running through it. <laughs> Seems maybe less obvious in this novel, but it's not. It was a COVID book. So. Uh -huh. I wrote about, I'm from, it's based on a town called Wellington, which is out west, but I, I changed the name and it's not really that place. But it was a bit of a nostalgia trip. Okay. And then, you know, I kind of, when we were all locked down and my kids were stuck in various places and, and like everybody else's family, and it just sort of got you thinking about the big drift from the country. And mm. I was thinking about that, you know, the small towns that were very alive when I was a child. Um, and in my parents' uh, life as well. You know, we lived way out west in Burke and it was, you know, a thriving, you know, great place to grow up um, when I was there. And you, it did make me think about that and I wanted to get that into the novel, you know, the idea of somebody going back who wanted to get out desperately because it was a dead end, a da-da-da-da-da, mm -hmm. and then sort of being drawn back into a community and into family and into a world that's sort of small, but but meaningful and that's that and and during COVID I thought I mean I thought that was something that maybe we learned mm, from that too that, that is maybe interesting. we need people around us and we need smaller closer local ties and I mm. I actually just wanted to get that that was really important as I wrote it yeah but I like that that's what you've taken out of COVID because I think we've all taken something out yeah. of you know those times in lockdown and the uncertainty I mean it's still going on yeah yeah and it, I think we've all taken something out of it and for you to take out of it the community small community those relationships are really important I think that's something positive that you can take out of what's been a really tough yeah, couple of yeah. years it's been yeah but yeah that that was that was part of the the driving force behind mm. the novel and where it was set and yeah. I, and and in crime novel where where crime novel set is is also important too yeah, so that's absolutely. one of the big elements you know that, yeah. that giving the sense of the place where the crime yeah absolutely but only it happened in this place at this time kind of thing 
yeah and a sense of place is really important in crime actually i don't think you you think that initially but i think um the setting is 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 crucial yeah. to the crime and you don't story. have to be you know you don't have to have great big long descriptions no. about what things look like and all of that but it's more about the people who are likely to yeah i was about to say it's more about how the environment or the setting shapes the people in yeah. that setting yeah yeah for sure so that was yeah that was that was probably the most important part of that novel Hmm. Hmm. So do you think the social commentary is why crime fiction resonates with so many readers or is it something that we want to put a puzzle together or what do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's it's a, both of those things. I, I think because you get you get all the you get fun and puzzle solving as well as sort of some serious stuff as well. And mm. you know, you can and the lightness and humor too. Yeah. That you can run through the dark well. and the I light. Think, yeah. Kind of like you get everything that's good about romantic fiction and, you know, uh, serious literary fiction and then a bit of satire in there. And yeah. Yeah, I do. I feel like I get everything from crime. All of those yeah. things that you say, I feel like I get them all. And just it's, that's why it's such a joy for me to read and it's such an escape. I mean, yeah. it does scare you sometimes and make you think, oh, it's a bit scary. But it's like going on a roller coaster, isn't it? You know it's going to be scary and uncomfortable, yeah. but that's the, sort of the point. <laughs> yeah, and you can, you know, as the writer, and, and the same as the reader, you can go into worlds that are quite dark that you, I remember writing The Mistake and I felt quite, I don't know, it just it felt very heavy on me, mm. that novel. Mm. I mean, mm. there were things going on in my life as well that sort of fed into it. But, yeah, just I just remember that one having more of an effect on me than, mm. than most where you that's kind of can keep yourself separate. Yeah, that's interesting. But there's always, I guess, a piece of you in anything you write. I'm yeah, guessing. yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Can't escape that. It's all yeah, coming out of your own head. That's it. Well, a question that I always ask all my guests, Wendy, and have done for a lot of episodes now, why do you write? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I often I get that answer. I've got no idea. I won a prize. No, I started writing because I had to in a class, mm. oh. a, a uni class, and, and I'd always thought I would write when I grew up. I, was, I don't know, about 20 five at this point but I was waiting to get really smart and clever so they could write a novel and then I was forced to and it was I thought oh I can actually do this and oh, yeah that's great. So, I love that and then you're I always just, waiting oh. though aren't you you're waiting to get your story right you're waiting yeah. for this. you're writing for your net you're waiting for your narrative to be clear so that you mm. know how to write other narratives but there's no point waiting no, it's it gonna write that's yeah. right and you probably write some things that aren't great to start with but that's okay yeah, you do you just yeah. then write it again write yeah. something and else you continue to write some yeah. things that are great that's just yeah. how it is yeah. 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 every yeah. new novel is just another learning experience Mm, that's what they say you have to write a million words before you can write good words it's a lot of words yeah yeah something like that <laughs> but if you write crime and you're writing ninety thousand, you're well on your way so just keep writing yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah i'm nearly up to 10 so yeah i'm nearly i must have written a million there almost. you go you're yeah. good now you're oh, good to go scary thought <laughs> Imagine how million, if you count the things that never have been well, seen. Well, I was about to say about what about all the slabs of things you've mm. deleted and never see the light of day in the yeah, metaf metaphorical that. top drawer or bottom drawer. <laughs> now it's just on a folder in your lap on your laptop. Yeah. <laughs> well, Wendy, I'm so glad that we got to do this. And then we met at Bad Crime, and I said, "Yes, we have to speak again." And um, yeah. you yeah, know, it's no, been. Great. Yeah, it's been. It's always really nice when you speak to someone on the podcast and you actually meet them in real life. I know. Um, it, that's yeah. <laughs> you kind of think you can have a, a Zoom world, but you just can't. There's yeah. nothing like. Actual but it's not weird it. anymore, right? I think pre-COVID, it was like, oh, oh no, I feel have way a met less in real weird. life. Yeah. 
you know but now you just say oh we've met because we met on zoom and it feels like you've met and it's not you know it's not weird anymore it's like yeah we've met oh on zoom that counts but that's yeah it is these days it has to (laughs) you wouldn't have met anyone in the last three years (laughs) no i do i do i do admit you know if you're going to have a book club or something like that i do like you know or teach. I like teaching face-to-face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the interaction <laughs> with people, why. isn't it? Well, we're just, we're, uh, that's what human beings like. We like interaction. Yeah. We like community. And even though sometimes, you know, it's a hassle leaving your house, <laughs> we, we how, thrive. Yes, I was going to say, how brilliant is this? I can talk to you and I can see you and you're not just a disembodied voice on a phone. That's right. I don't have to. I've got my pyjama bottles on. <laughs> I've got tracky ducks on. <laughs> I'm terrible. I've got to say I'm terrible. on. I hate the phone because I find any any space on a phone you have to fill it with words whereas on a zoom you can have a silence and it's not awkward because you can see the other person's considering or thinking or you're doing something else so that's why I find zoom a lot better when I'm on the phone I I just feel like the most awkward person that lives on the phone I think yeah phones I always remember my first interview it's an ABC interview and the poor woman who was interviewing me I just I because I I all my answers were really quick and I stopped she'd have to fill the gap and I thought it would have been a lot better if I'd actually been able to see her yeah yeah no it's funny that I find the same I'm always so self-conscious on the phone because thinking oh I've got to fill this space I've got to be interesting I've got to do this I've got to do this it's exhausting so please if you want to contact me anyone zoom or text message yes yeah yeah does anyone answer their phone anymore I try not to I must admit I've got a, a list of people who, yeah, I answer the phone to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if know, a, know, yeah. the number comes up that I don't know, yeah, yeah. no, thank you. No, it does make <laughs> it very hard. <laughs> well, it's been great to chat, Wendy. I'm so glad we've done this again. I look forward to whatever it is you're working on now. Great. Thanks, Danny. I hope I see you again in real life soon. Yes. <laughs> see you.